Christmas time is here again. 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 It's Christmas! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, Frosty the Snowman was a very frosty man. Was he? And then I was very good at Christmas carols. <sighs> oh, welcome to this brand new podcast, guys. So it's me and Stuart. Hello. Uh, from the Two Tribes podcast, as all you army of listeners already know. <laughs> the... <laughs> We have just been bouncing ideas around, and I think it was probably you who come up with it, I can't remember, but um, this is a Christmas podcast, basically. Of course. We're in the beginning of July, and we thought, let's do a Christmas podcast, why not? Well, it, it's it's from a whole number of things, it's like... Um, me and Colin from Half and Half Scarves at the moment are doing crisp wars, and that's got people excited. And from that is a new podcast come out called This and That, where the final of crisp wars will be episode one of This and That. And then because of the lockdown, me and you have been doing getting two tribes going again, and there was no football to speak of. So we not went any deeper, but we started talking a bit more about the music and the headlines and whatever, which we were doing anyway, but there was always real football. We were getting deeper into it, weren't we? We were getting deeper into the non-football side of the podcast. Yeah. So, um, what is just, you know, the Halloween people talk about Halloween and Halloween Horror Nights, for example, all year round. So, we thought... I went and had a look, and I thought, there's got to be hundreds of Christmas podcasts. And there isn't. Crazy bastards. Why so, not? So, we're not going Such to... Such a celebrated festival. Of course <laughs> it is. We're not going to commit to a weekly podcast, because we both work shifts. But during this period of a semi-lockdown, it might be um, weekly. But we're going to just yes, try. When. Yeah. As, whenever we can, we will. Whenever we can, we will. That's the best way of doing it. So basically, the premise of the show is we pick a year. The Christmas number one started basically in 1952. And it obviously carries on now, right up to 2019, because 2020 hasn't happened yet. We haven't got there yet. Um, so where's where's the football one with the two tribes? We're doing, we're going chronologically year to year. This way, you've you've done the uh, the randomizer on your computer, haven't you? To pick the first year. Yeah. And at the end of each episode, we'll do the randomizer, so the listener knows what to look forward to next episode. Yeah. 
Ja, ja, ja. Ja, ja, ja. Ho, ho, ho. Sounds as a bitch. Um. Maybe uh, jog your own memories. Remember what, maybe what tour you had from that year, what tour you wanted and didn't get. You were dead jealous when your mates got it. Well, yeah. What? Go on. No, well, by putting it out there, um, we've, we've got a Twitter. Um, it's Christmas podcast. Uh, I think uh, I'll put that in. I'll put it in the show notes. It's also new, and it's Christmas podcast at gmail.com. I'll put that in the show notes as well, um, and I'll mention it here. I think Stuart, I'll mention it here. So at the end of every episode, I love a podcast with a song as well. You know, right? Yeah. Currently, we've got a Christmas song at the end of this podcast. Oh yes. What I would love is for the listeners out there to send us you playing Christmas music. So little Johnny on his flute playing away in a manger. Or yeah. It doesn't have to be a heavily produced thing. No, no. Just, just your nine-year-old on a recorder is fine. Yeah, and <laughs> anything like that, right? And email it into us and we will play it on the next episode. So I would love to never have to play the song that is going to play at the end of this episode. Yeah, hopefully there's enough interest that we'll have a little back catalogue that we use every every other week. Yeah, and if you're a song every week, if you're an unsigned artist or you've written a Christmas song, by all means send it in and we'll play it for you. You know, and we'll put a link to your work in the show notes. Let us be your vessel. <laughs> Let us be your Christmas cracker. <laughs> oh, what are you thinking there, lad? What's on your Pepsi Max? Don't get oh, Cherry Pepsi Max. I've just drank the last of my Cherry Pepsi Max. Um, I did go to the fridge for the Corona, but they've all gone. They've all got them in America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too soon. Um, Becca's boyfriend was round yesterday. I'm sure I had a couple of bottles. I think he snaffled them. Little shit. It'll never last. It'll never last. <laughs> well, uh, he's making me beer out the fridge, it won't. So, we haven't told them what year we're starting with. Oh, go on then. It is the year of, we were both alive for this, 1978. Boom. Boom. What a year. Now, I didn't realise what a good year this was until I started digging. I swear to God, right, I think every year is going to be the best one. (laughs) (laughs) For this year, what a year to start. What a fucking year to start. You couldn't have handpicked a better year. I didn't. The fact that we're we're both a year, that we're both alive, so we've got our own personal memories rather than a 1955 Christmas. Yeah. Mm. So when it comes down to... Like um, talking about the toys, we know that what toys were out. We know what toys we had. We know what toys we wanted. Oh, and the TV shows—they all brought back so many memories. Yeah. Wait until like, wait until I hit you with some of these. <laughs> you see, I've already said I'm not going to put any of this in the show notes, but I might have to. I might have to put links to what we talk about in the show notes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, I think I've pulled a Christmas quacker. <laughs> oh, that's what we should do as well. 
we should end every episode. With the You're going to say a Christmas joke? Yes! <laughs> oh. We'll do that. We'll pull one out on the... I'll, we'll find one as we're talking. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! The listener, if they want to send in their worst Christmas jokes, we'll read them out at the end. <laughs> oh, interactivity. It's a future, man. So... Christmas 1978. We're going to start with the Christmas number one. Yeah, go on. So the Christmas <clears throat> number one, and it's in the, the playlist, the playlist of one song uh, out on Apple Music, Spotify, and YouTube, is Mary's Boy Child, Oh My Lord by Boney M. Classic Christmas song straight away. It is on every Christmas mixtape album. Now that's what I call Christmas ever, in it. Yeah. So I've, I've got a... any department store. It's there, blasting away along with Chris Rea's. What do these sing? <laughs> I was going to say Road to Hell. Driving home for Christmas. Spaceman came traveling. Spaceman came traveling or something. Wasn't it? No, that wasn't him either. He was driving home for Christmas. Driving home for Christmas, no. Driving home for Christmas. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, no, no, no. This single was recorded in a hurry in early November 1978, including the group's live set and rushed out at the end of the month, topping the UK singles charts for four weeks and become Christmas number one. Mm. Spending eight weeks in the charts, it was the second single for the group in the UK all-time best-selling singles list. The song was later included in the group's Christmas album in 1981. In the United States of America, the track reached number 85 in the Billboard 100. They don't know proper music, them silly yanks. Uh, Boney M's last four singles to chart was the last of the four singles to chart despite its chart position the medley is an airplay favorite in the united states during thanksgiving stroke christmas holiday season on the radio stations which change to temporarily all christmas music formats it reached number one in the uk singles charts and has sold 1.89 million copies as of November 2015. Oof. So that's going to buy some tinsel. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how many people are in Boney M now. If it's just Boney or M. It's Boney and M. It's three of them, isn't it? You've all it's been in the place. M&M. They're all 22 years old now. <laughs> the remember the song? And I seem to remember there was two girls and... Him in the middle. Yeah. They were a black group, weren't they? And I remember yeah. he had a dead deep voice, didn't he? Say so we're all like singing. Rasputin. Maybe not as low as that. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, sick tune. There you go. Now, I've got no memory of this as a little boy. I've got a memory, a very vivid memory of the the 77 Christmas number one uh, because I listened to that on repeat but yeah. I'm not going to talk about it because we're talking about 78 
Okay. So, are you ready for the Christmas album? Go ahead. So this is this the is it album. Now Christmas? Yeah, this is the album that was number one during Christmas, not the number one Christmas album. That's something different. Okay. So, so on the twenty fifth of December, this was the Christmas al- This was the number one album. Yes, this album got to number one on the seventh of October, and stayed there for thirteen weeks. Ooh. It was the Grease original soundtrack from the motion picture Grease. Of course it was. Of course it was, right? Um, It was originally released by RSO Records and subsequently re-released by Polydor Records in 84 and 91. The song You're the One That I Want was US and UK number one for stars John Travolta and Olivia John, it has sold approximately 22 million copies worldwide, making it one of the biggest selling albums of all time. Also mm. ranking amongst the biggest selling soundtrack albums of all time. So Greece had come out, I think, in that summer. Yeah. The album had come out before the film came out, if I remember rightly reading it. But it took a bit of a while to get momentum, like it used to in the old days. Okay. And it, it got to number one, stayed there. Well, so, my main question to you is, yeah. Sandy, leather-clad Sandy or Pop Socks Candy? That's Sandy. <sighs> right. So, confession time. You know How many what, socks did you ruin? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. Go on. Well, you don't know. You don't you, know. Oh, you've never seen it, have you? I've never watched. You absolute bell with. However, because I'm I'm fucking banging things like Boris Nonce Johnson. Um, however, um, I've listened, and I'm going to do this with every Christmas album number one. I've listened to the album. Yeah, uh, and what I will say is, my vague memory of the seventies is. Obviously, um, Fonzie, Happy Days. Although yeah. did that come out in the eighties? Mm, was a bit of seventies, late seventies, maybe late seventies. There was a lot of love for the fifties. Yeah, and obviously, this is based and set in the fifties. It's a lot of fifties music. Yeah, Rydell High. Oh, so you know it? Um, I, yeah, me missus loves it. I think I've seen it about at least twenty times. That and Dirty Dancing. Fuck Dirty Dancing. So, is this one of your favourite films, or do you tolerate no. it? It's not. It's not a great film. It's an. It's a feel good movie. You can sing along. You know the songs. Whenever a song comes on, you've heard it a hundred times, so you can sort of like tap your feet along to it, give a little sing song to it. Get and up in the nice, and it's have just a dance. It's a nice little movie. Just a nice little film. Yeah, I'm going to give it a go. I'll be honest with you. I'm going to sit down with the girls and watch it because I think I think me and you watch films the same. We sit down and it's you don't expect to see the best film you've ever seen in your entire life. So yeah. if it's a, if it, if you can tolerate watching it, it's all right. It's a boss film. It's 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 took two hours of your life. Yeah, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to give it a go. 
and I'm gonna, like you say, I'm gonna listen to all these albums that that we we unearth because yeah. it's gonna introduce us to probably some albums we've already heard, but it's gonna introduce us to a lot of music we've never heard. Yeah, without doubt, especially when we go back to what's the first year we're doing, fifty-five or something. Fifty-two, I think. Ouch! 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 On guard. So, so what have we got next, man? Shall I do um, the telly that was on Christmas oh, Day? Yes. Christmas Day TV. So, um, so I've got the TV Times page up from BBC One, yeah. BBC Two, yeah, and ITV. That was all there was, people. That's all there was. Now you could, you could argue that. There was only two channels. It was BBC Two. Was absolutely horrendous. Was he? There's nothing even worth mentioning on BBC Two. Like what? Nothing at all. Mister Magoo. <laughs> Baker on board. Richard Baker. That was his Christmas Day. There's no film on. It's like all concerts. The Count of Monte Cristo. Music by Franz Lahr. Oh. The King's singers sing Christmas songs. <laughs> People must have been for that then. Mm. Just trying to get this up now. Hold on. Get me notes up. Why isn't that working now? Uh, just, uh, just talk amongst yourselves for a second. <laughs> so this, this would have been TV that me and you know. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I haven't gone and looked for any of this because I just I wanted to to come at it fresh and be surprised and amazed by what you're about to say. But I might, like I say, I have to put it in the show notes so that um, I can click. It's, it's a period in history that I can click on and watch, and people can watch along with us. Oh my goodness, I can't get my phone to work. Your phone? Your iPhone? The iPhone. I, to iPhones didn't exist in 1978, man. Um, let me just clear all this off because that's why it's getting in my way. I hate old people and their sausage fingers. <laughs> you know it, baby. I'm going to have a look for a Christmas joke. While we're, while we're still recording the podcast, <laughs> I've got one. Um, what's Good King Wences's favourite pizza? Go on. Anything as long as it's deep pan, crisp and even. Something like that. Fucking hell, mate. Oh, come on. That's all right, that. Okay, really let myself down here. I'm sure you've just added off. I've got it. Yeah, I've got it. Um, Right, so Christmas Day 1978. Yeah. On BBC One. Obviously, there's a lot going on, so I'm just picked out the the standouts. You're an Elvis fan, aren't you? Of course I am. Now, have you ever heard of his film, Clam Bake? No. Well, that was on at half 11 in the morning. So... 
probably when you've finished opening your presents, you can sit back and watch Elvis. It's his 25th of his 31 films. Jesus. Didn't know he made 31 films, did you? No. And it's rated the 26th best or worst, or whatever you want to say. Oh. So it wasn't one of his best. Let me guess. Is it he's a racing car driver, stroke cowboy, stroke swimmer? No. He's a, he's an oil tycoon's... <laughs> He's going to inherit his dad's an oil tycoon, and he doesn't like the the attention he's getting from girls because they just want his money. So he he swaps with somebody to become like a, I think he's a speedboat man or something. <laughs> Not that I've ever seen it. I was watching. Um, Christmas Day, you've got to watch Top of the Pops. Yeah, what time of day would that have been on? Two o'clock. Oh, so two o'clock in the afternoon. Before. Uh, introduced by Noel Edmonds this year. Oh, my word. Had the um, the ever-present uh, Legs and Co. Remember, they used to bring them on if the, the artist didn't bother turning up. Yeah. Well, they couldn't. They'd, they'd just play the music and they'd come on and dance. Yeah. Uh, main artists on the episode were Darts, Abba, Boney M, and the Brotherhood of Man. Oh, Wow. So we need to go and find that. Top of the Pops, 1978. These these have got to go in the show notes. This this show's just got a whole lot fucking amazing. Eh? <laughs> um, three o'clock, the Queen speaks to the Commonwealth. Yeah. Um, confession time. In my 48 years, I haven't heard one Queen's speech. Haven't you? Why? Are you an anti-queenie? I'm not anti-queen. I'm just not interested. <laughs> so I was playing with my toys or having a drink. Not interested in the Queen's speech whatsoever. Playing with me, Todge. Um, so after the Queen's speech came this. Um, do you remember this? Go on. Oh, no way. You yeah. any bells? Do you remember the generation game? The theme tune? Oh. Oh. Shut that door. Shut that door. So, Larry Grayson, he took over from, um, what's his face? Bruce. Bruce Forsyth, yeah. 1978, he took over. So this was his first Christmas show. All before this, it was Brucey. Brucey had defected to ITV. Uh, he'd done one. He'd done one. He's gone. Yeah. Something that he did several times, I believe. Something you pointed out before. Um, no. This was the first. This was like a, a first this year where they had two big blockbuster movies on yep. the same day. Uh, on BBC One, we had The Sound of Music. Yeah. 1965 movie. And the other was on ITV at 
6.45, which was Diamonds Are Forever, 1971. James Bond with Sean Connery. I mean, a few years ago, the, the, the Christmas movie announcement was a big thing. Now, yeah. in this modern streaming world, it's basically irrelevant. So we just end up now really with kids' cartoons, don't we, sort of thing? You know, like a Despicable Me or a, a How to Train Your Dragon or something, maybe. Yeah. It's no big thing. Is it? I mean, there's that many channels now. You've bloody... Yeah. You could probably pick a pluck a film out of here and you'd be able to go through the channels and find it somewhere. You could... I would I would say now BBC and ITV for Christmas 2020, just don't bother with the movie. Save the budget. Do you know what? You're guaranteed now, Christmas Day, probably for the past five years, there'll be a Harry Potter film somewhere. Yeah. And a James Bond film. And a James Bond film. You just can't go wrong, can you? No. Classics. So after the sound of music, we had the news. Yeah. Then we had this. Oh, some of us do have them. Others do have them. Correct. Oh. This, some others do have them. Ran from 1973 to 78. Yeah. Oh, no. And this was the very last episode. Oh. This one, um, it was called... Ooh, Betty. Learning to fly. He got, obviously, he goes in a plane... And he knocks the instructor out, and he ends up flying the plane with the knockout instructor. This is the very last episode ever. Apart from the comeback in 2016, the pair of them, him and her, man and wife, Frank and... I can't remember what her name is. Oh, God. Uh, for a 2016 sports relief special. Did he? Where his daughter, Jessica, is all grown up, obviously, and she's taken part in a bike race. And Christopher Wiggins and Chris Hoy and all Boris Johnson's in it as well, I seem to remember. Yeah. And it's all just a calamity of things going wrong. Oh. Well, that was the very last episode played that day, yeah? I love that show. And it, that's one of my memories of growing up. Yeah, I love Michael Crawford. Yeah. Straight after that, we had the Mike Yarwood Christmas show. Oh, Mike Yarwood. I used to love Mike Yarwood. Yeah. Guests on there was Abba. He <gasps> uh, was an impressionist one. He did loads. I, I, the programme's on YouTube, the actual episode, and I was looking through it. He does um, impressions of Frank Sinatra, Michael Parkinson, Bob Hope, Larry Grayson, Bruce Forsyth, Patrick Moore, and even Eric Morecambe. Oh. And it's boss. He's dead funny. They're good. So, um, yeah, I need to... Um... Try and get these all in the show notes. So that's that's BBC One. On ITV, I'm going to skip BBC Two because it's poo. <laughs> ITV. Now, this is the one I'm dead excited about because I, I had no recollection of this. When I read it, I thought, it sort of rings a bell, but and when I played the theme tune, on, well, when I watched it on YouTube, all these memories came flooding back. Um. And see if you get the same when I play it to you. I'll, I'll shut my eyes. You're two years younger than me, so I'm possibly thinking that you might not know it. Do you 
No. Don't know it. I think the banana splits. Yeah. But the UK version. No. Animal Quackers. No recollection. No. Never oh. heard of them. Like the banana splits with men in costumes. Well, these were the same, but it was our version. And it was a tiger. And who's going to sing? Um, doing the Beatles. <laughs> New evidence. It's classic. So, Animal Quackers, yeah. K-W-A-C-K-E-R-S. No way. Um, so, they were the UK's version of the Banana Splits. There was um, Rory the Ryan, Rory the Lion. Rory twang, the Ryan. Twang Monkey, Bongo the Dog, and Boots the eye patch wearing Tiger. <laughs> and they ran from 74 to 78. And they were massively popular. And they had loads of, they had about 10 albums. And what freaked me out was, I remembered having an album. <laughs> they were always gatefold albums, two LPs in one. Yeah. And I went, I went and investigated and I found it. No way. Oh, I might have to try and get it on eBay or something. So, <laughs> and then buy a record player. Have you, have you checked to see if they're on the Spotify's or anything? No. They're not? No, I haven't looked. Probably I have, but I haven't looked. But yeah, Animal Quackers brought back so many memories. And that's, um, that's what this show is for. Exactly. Exactly, Mondo. Um, the film, the midday film yeah. on ITV was Living Free, 1972 film, which was, remember, Born Free? Yeah. Elsa the Lion. Elsa's dying. So this story is that Elsa's dying and the cubs, the three cubs, are left on their own and the story is following the cubs. Oh. Yeah. So if you want to have a cry before your Christmas tea, that was the thing you <laughs> had to do. So you watch that, then the Queen. Then the Queen... No, the Queen's on a three. All oh, right, okay. Um, so we had a, a 1.30 episode of Crossroads. Wow, Benny. Bow, 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 bow. How's and that just coming to me, Ed? And then let me just get this one up for you. You must remember this one. Go on, then. <laughs> 2pm ITV, Christmas Day. Blank look on your face. ITV music is always shit. <laughs> no. Three, two, one. Oh, no way. Steve Bain and Ted Rogers. So, I just don't, I, remember, I love the show, but I just don't remember the theme tune. 
Oh, they always had loads of comedians and people on doing the acts, didn't he? Very obscure clues. Oh, the clues were fucking sad. It's like um, stuff like if you if you need to go out, <laughs> you'll need some wheels. So open the door and take a seat. So you think, oh, that's a car. That's the car. Keep that till the end. And then it's like a year's bus pass or something, <laughs> or a boat <laughs> on a on a trailer. <laughs> But, but I live in Bolton. He's oh. love three, two, one. Yeah, I did. Bernie Clifton was always on there, wasn't he? The fellow yeah. who stood inside the emu. Yeah. Uh, so then we had three o'clock. The Queen. Um, three twenty. We had another movie on Battle of the Planets of the Apes. Oh, nineteen seventy-three, which was the fifth and final Planet of the Apes movie. All oh, them movies are brilliant, mate. Roddy McDowell. Uh, 6.15, The Muppets. The main guest was Danny Kay. No way. 6.45, as we spoke, Diamonds are Forever. Um, and then at 9 o'clock, we had the Morecambe and Wise Christmas show. A Christmas Day staple. Now, I read that the Morecambe and Wise went over to ITV, but their writers never. So the 1978 Morecambe and Wise Christmas special was a bit of a stinker. Yeah. I had a quick look at it, and the main standout thing of it was Leonard Roster was on it, and they did the um, the act where the three of them were dressed up as women. Yeah. Like the Wrens, and they were doing the, um, what's it called? The Bugle Boy song. The Boogie Woogie Boy. Boogie Boogie Bugle Boy of Company B. That was like the standout. All the rest of it was a bit, yeah, wasn't wasn't the same as recent years or previous years, rather. And then to finish the night off at ten fifteen was this is your life. Oh, now you sent me the Bob Paisley one. Obviously not from this year. No. So this who even bigger? Go on. Bill Shanks. Muhammad Ali. Oh. Oh, wow. That must have been... I mean, I bet you that's on YouTube as well, then. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, Muhammad Ali, this is your life, Christmas Day. Oh, wow. What a what an absolute top-notch day of telly that is. You could sit and just sit in front of the telly all day. Which is what you used to do on Christmas. You do your running round... You know, yeah. you'd go and see your nan, you'd go and have your dinner in your nan's if you had to, or nan, your nan would come here, or your grandma, then they'd get taken home, and you would just be in front of the telly. Yeah, you'd have the joke that uh, after tea, dad would fall asleep in front of the telly. Yeah. It was always someone's job to go and the, the Christmas pots, go and wash the pans and all that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you'd add all that telly. Oh, what telly, mate? Fucking brilliant. Now I've done what was on the cinema. Go on then. What was on the cinema around Christmas time then? So as you say, Greece had a UK release in mid-September and it was so popular it was still in the cinemas mm-hmm. at Christmas time. Also, um Watership Down came off the end of October, so that was still in the cinemas in December. Yeah. But the biggest Oh, I've got this. Oh, I've done a little clip for this for you. A little watership down. I played that for me girls. 
disturbed them, <laughs> traumatized them. Was it Hazel that gets her eyes eaten out? <laughs> <laughs> or squashed on the road, gets run over on the road, and she doesn't. Uh, but by far the biggest movie was released on the 21st of December, and it was this. Oh, Superman. Christopher Reeves, Superman. What an absolutely amazing film. Man, indeed. So Earth's first superhero. So that was the Christmas number one movie. Yeah, that came out the 21st of December. Oh, imagine. What a time to be alive. What Superman's a time. Superman's always, and still is, my favourite superhero. Yeah, He's not Superman anymore, like that was Superman. You used to see that Superman getting a cat out of a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even when Batman was massive, Batman I was like, everybody loved Batman. I was still a Superman follower. I was Aww. still rooting for Superman. Oh, Superman would just rip Batman in half if he wanted. Um, so then let's get on to Toys from 1978. Okay. Right. So you can actually go online and get the Argos catalogue from the year in question. And yeah. the Argos catalogue had several, several, uh, it used to, like two or three of them used to come out a year. Definitely two. Yeah, there was a spring and autumn and two other two. <laughs> <laughs> spring, uh, yeah. So, right. Summer, summer and autumn, spring and winter. <laughs> Those two catalogs, yeah, you're right, go on. I've got, I've, I've just, I can't say for definite that I got these in 1978. What? Yeah. Well, what, what I've put, I've tried to be specific. So, I've sort of remembered, I'm sort of like 90% certain this is the year I got these. Okay. I had... I can remember um, an ideal Evil Knievel stunt cycle. Now, I had the Evil Knievel super jet cycle. Oh. I wanted the stunt cycle. But so Dopey Mum didn't read my Santa list correctly. So she bought you the more expensive one? Mine was like... Um, no, the flint from inside a lighter. Yeah. To make it spark, obviously. You yeah. had to get one of them, or two of them rather, and put them in the um, the jets, if you like, on the yeah. bike. So when you wound it up, on your little... All sparks came out the back. No way. Yeah, it was great. It was boss, but it wasn't the one I wanted. I wanted <laughs> the stunt cycle. You just wanted the normal stunt cycle, the yeah. one I had. Now, I can't remember the mechanism to wind them up. Is, is that a wheel there on the handle? So, it was just gear. It was just tooth and gear, tooth and, um, oh, what's the saying? So, the bike sat on the red wind-up thing, didn't it? Yeah. And you wound it, and that obviously turned that gear, which turned the gear on the um, bike. Yeah, on the back of the bike, yeah. Yeah. Back wheel. And, and then, did it get to a certain speed and it just set off, or did you press a button to set it off? Again, I can't remember that. Um, no, I can't remember that. 
So we've both got these two toys. So my one was um, competitors retail price nine pound fifty, our price six ninety nine, and then yeah. your one that you didn't want, uh, ten pound ninety nine competitive retail price, our price seven ninety nine. Yeah. Well, I've gone a little step further than that. Go on. I've got what it'd be worth in today's price. Oh, go ahead. Oh, fucking hell. So mine, seven ninety nine, nineteen seventy eight, would now be forty four pounds. Ooh. Yeah, looking at it, you, that, you wouldn't be that offended if you had to pay forty four pound for that, would you? Mm. That's a good. I just took it that little step further. That's boss, that mate. That's boss. Uh, right, I had. I'll go next. I had the six million dollar man. Okay. With his magnified eyes. He had a button on his back. He pressed it and his arm cranked up. Yeah. Uh, he had a roll of skin on his arm that when you rolled it back, there was a, like a microchip under his arm. Yeah. And also, I got, and I don't know whether it was like a rocket. He, he sat in a rock. Well, he stood up in a rocket and you could just see his head through the window. But then it also opened up and it was like a surgery. It was like um, we could work on him, pull his skin back on his arm, and pretend you were working on him. No way. Now, the $6 million man was worth £4.75 back oh. then, which is today's price of £24. Mm. So still reasonable. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't find the uh, the rocket thing she bought me. I don't know where she got that from. She <laughs> must have gone to Toys R Us or something. Or Blue Peter. <laughs> <laughs> made it herself so my next one is a dinky toy and it was the eagle transport mm. from space 1999 no no, no. You... I know space 1999 I don't you don't remember I just remember there's a woman who had plastic eyebrows and she scared me was used to transform, yeah. But the the ship that they, they used to fly around in these ships basically, and the belly of the ship would detach and like land. Um, so I remember that, and then, and I had one of them, the Batmobile. Okay. Um, a Palatoy Batmobile. Now, oh, sorry, right. The dinky toy was £2.75. Wow. Yeah. And the Batmobile was £2.99. That would have been all 15 quid. Wow. So, go on. Um, so, my main present this year, and there's a photo of me somewhere. I'll have to dig it out and we'll put it on. I'm sat on it. With a with a right gob on, because <laughs> this was the year after the Atari twenty six hundred come out. Oh, I looked at some of these. So I just said to my mum and dad for weeks before Christmas, "That's what I want. I want the Atari twenty six hundred. Even if you don't get me anything else, that's what I want." Yeah. Now bear in mind, the Atari twenty six hundred in nineteen seventy seven was one hundred and five pounds. Jeez. Which equates. To six hundred and thirty pounds to today's money. <laughs> so looking back, no wonder I never got it. Yeah, but I got a grifter instead. A grifter oh. rally, a rally grifter bike. 
which I did love and I had for years. You are um, the epitome of late seventies Britain. Yeah, bombing round yeah. on your grifter. Now I struggled to find the price of this anyway, so I went on the price of a chopper because the, the, there was a price of a chopper for that year, which was seventy quid. For a chopper, so I'm guessing the grifter was around similar price, maybe a little bit more because it was a bigger bike, wasn't it? Yeah, but that equates to just under 300 pound, yeah, 290 quid. That's good going after a bike. Um, my next one was the Stretch Monster. Oh, did you have the Monster or Stretch Armstrong? I had the Monster, I had the Monster, same thing, same story. I yeah. asked for Stretch Armstrong, but this was the year before. I've saved mine for the year before. All right, okay. And I got the Stretch Monster. So I'm just trying to find the price. He was number 13. Stretch Monster, £5.99. £5. Oh, it's gone down. The list I've got last year, it was £9.58. Wow. In 77. Um. Now, also, the next one along, I had the Tom Baker Doctor Who. Oh, no way. Wait. Did you have the TARDIS as well? I I think I've got that memory in my head, but I think my cousin had it. I got, I got it for my birthday off my nan. I so don't know what year. You used to put him in? Yeah. And you'd spin it round on the top and he'd disappear yeah. when you want to. There's two the buttons. There's a red and a green button, I think, on the top. So the big blue bit in the middle, you span that, you put you put Tom Baker in, close the doors, span yeah. it round, and as it was spinning, if you pressed the red button, open the doors, he was gone. <gasps> close the doors, <laughs> spin it again, press the green button, open the doors, he was back again. Well, the So obviously it was just a false wall. I think that's how it worked. Anyway, it was magic. It was magic. The Doctor Who figure was £3.10. Yeah. And the TARDIS that I'm not 100% about, but I can remember it in my memories, uh, was £4.75. Yeah. See, that's uh, one of my favourite ever toys, but it wasn't a Christmas toy. That was a birthday toy for me. Yeah. And I have actually been on eBay in the past trying to find it, but they're worth oh. like £100 each now. Wow. So I don't like it that much. Have you got any other toys? Uh, no, all I was going to say was, um, obviously the year after Star Wars came out, Star Wars was still massively in demand. This little Star Wars figures, yeah. they were top of the list. Because I've got a little list here of what was the top toys of the year. All right, okay. Hungry Hippos. Yeah. Speak and Spell. Yeah. Simon Says. Oh, yeah. Connect Four. And Matchbox Power Track. I don't know what that was, but it was £39, which in today's money is 220 quid, so it must be good. That's a fucking, yeah. Well, the, the last two things I've got was the Play-Doh uh, Barbershop. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't think I had this. I remember my brother having it, but he must have had it later on in life because he was only two this this time. But then I remember again, and I don't think I had this either, but I think my cousin had it, was Mr. Frosty. Oh, yeah. It was one of them toys I always wanted and never got. Yeah, £4.99 and £4.45 for the barbershop. 
Yeah. Both of them, to be honest, were two toys that I wanted and never got. <laughs> well, I, said, I don't think I ever put it on my Christmas list, to be honest. It was just one of them things I thought, well, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't mind that, but it never went on my list. But what a trip down memory lane, just looking. Exactly, yeah. It's, it was hard for me trying to remember, so it's like trying to get the right year to the right toy. Because I don't want to throw everything in one at, and then yeah. when we get to the year either side, I, I, oh no, it wasn't that year I got it, it was the year before. So I've saved, I've held some back. <laughs> held some corkers back for another episode. <laughs> so what is next, do you say? Well, um, what happened in that year, 1978? Yeah. Was the Winter of discontent. Do you remember? Well, again, I don't remember because I would have been only five. So well, I was only seven. But it was a pretty, pretty famous year. I mean, it was the coldest year for sixteen years. They reckoned. Um, Labour winning power, and they um, they put a cap on the wages on wage increases. And all the un- there was uproar with all the unions uh, because they capped it at source like I think it was like four percent or something, and the rate of inflation was much higher. It was like seventeen, eighteen percent. So basically, everyone was having a pay cut. Cost of living was going up, but yeah. the wages weren't. So there were strikes everywhere. Bin men were on strike, and everything there was bin bags all over the streets. Um, just every um, every public sector basically was striking. Okay. And that's how Thatcher got in because everyone, all the workers who we normally staunch Labour supporters, just had enough with Labour. Yeah. And went to Tory. And that's why Thatcher came in and said, you've never had it so good under the Conservatives. Um, also, Louise Brown was born. Oh. Now, Louise Brown was the very first IVF birth. No way. 1978. She'll be getting on now, then. Uh, Did you know in 1978 we had three popes? No, I did not. Three. Pope Paul died. Pope John John Paul became the pope. But he died 33 days later. So... Pope Ringo. So, Pope uh, Cardinal Carol Wojtyla, W-O-J-T-Y-L-A. He became the third Pope of 1978. That is boss, that. That is some Pope history there, lad. Sweden becomes the first nation to ban aerosol sprays because it's thought they damaged the ozone layer. You're joking. Sweden were just above and above everybody. Yeah. So, by the mid-80s, we had a massive ozone hole. Yeah. Anna Ford was the first female newsreader. Oh, she was fit. For May Day. <laughs> May Day becomes a bank holiday for the first time. Yeah! And the first official UK naturist beach is opened. Where? Near Hastings. Oh. Fairy Glen. Fairy Glen. Fairy Muff. 
in Cavehurst Bay near Hastings. And my last bit of info is in 1978 in the Northwest, because that's where we live. Yeah. The average house price was £11,700. I wish. Which today's money, 65800 Is it? Yeah. Fuck. Oh. The average salary was £3,269 a year. That equates to £18,370. No £62 a week. Uh, average family car, 2760 that would cost you fifteen and a half thousand in today's money. You see, at that point, I've never had an average family car. Then <laughs> um, a loaf of bread would cost you twenty-eight p. Okay, yeah, yeah, that hasn't which gone is up now that much. One pound fifty-seven. Yeah, and yeah, this shocked me. A pint of milk, fifty-two p. Was it? So in our money now, two pound ninety-two for a pint of milk. That is fucking hell, mate. You get you get oh, two litres of Cravendale for three pound twenty. Yeah, that is bonkers. Well, we had themselves my mate this afternoon, and I was telling her, I said, "Oh my god, price of milk." She was, she used to get a week's shopping for the four for her husband and two kids. Well, three kids. Yeah, she said it was just over thirty quid. No way. For the week shopping for five of them. We're, we're struggling to keep it below 100 quid at the moment. The show's you've done it. I go, I just nip out to the shop to get some bread, milk, and eggs and I spend about 100 quid. <laughs> yeah, but you come back with all sorts of weird, wonderful gadgets and everything. Hello. So, what did you get pizzas for? I told you we didn't eat potatoes. Why have more 72 cans of Pepsi? Because you look off there. <laughs> so, have you come up with your um, cracker joke? Right, so um, I think we should do the. Obviously, it snowed on Christmas 78. Oh, no. It did. And it was a Monday. There's another little fact for you. Didn't put that in. Christmas Day was a Monday. Yeah. How much did Santa pay? For his sleigh. This is the joke to end all jokes. How much did Santa pay for his sleigh? Mm -hmm. Don't know. Nothing. It was on the house. So, on to next episode. I've got the random generator in front of me. I don't know if Stuart can see that, so it's not a fix. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, reflecting yeah. me telly. <laughs> uh, 1952 to 2019, generate. <gasps> Strange. 19... 70. 1970. So neither of us are born. Neither of us are born. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Snow is lying on the ground and in the air.
the sleigh bell sound The frosty patterned window pane It's British summertime again No, it's not! It's Christmas! Yes, Christmas and old children wait For hoof beats on the roof But this year's stockings won't be filled There's been a mighty goof Yes, this year there's no peace on earth No food and gifts abundant For Father Christmas has been sacked And his gnomes are all redundant